you could uh, hard to cold read this thing, as Tom said. A little bit more spacing. Yeah. I have questions questions about the font used, the coloring. <laughs> you don't like I have a few notes. Yeah. You, you don't like the black on the white. Cash. What? Don. Cash. Yes. You say happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to my friend. <laughs> oh no no. <laughs> Have and a good day. Away. I'm sorry. You got the video on again? No. Glad at least I got to say happy birthday, okay? There you go. All right. I think okay, that just, that's because they were far away okay. from the microphone. Ooh, I just got an offer for a senior technician in New Jersey, Hoboken. Those senior ads are... Uh, yeah. Senior Kalikov engineer. I, what did they get me for this, though? Is that is that one of the Russian porn sites? I don't know. I almost worked for one here locally. They needed a social network. A one Russian of the porn, porn site? One of the uh, strip joints. Oh. One of the bigger ones. Uh, one of them. I forget. I turned it down because I thought the work wouldn't be good on the resume. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'd say you're, probably you're paid well, probably yeah. would have paid well. Though. Yeah, but the perks probably would have been good. Uh, <laughs> free lunch there every day. They actually serve lunch, like cheap lunch at some of these nice ones to get you in. And I knew a guy's like... Yeah, I just go there for lunch. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> just shut up. As if. I don't know if I should leave this in or not. Oh, my goodness. You invite me. Let's see. Yeah, I have no idea what this is. See, this is where if you were live, you just put the explicit, ex explicit lyric thing on there, and you're okay with <laughs> iTunes. Oh, well, you know... Uh, to you are duly warning people that bad language may be used. Yes, to everybody who is out there... Our, I learned the lesson on RSS feeds today. Actually, I learned it like three weeks ago, and I learned it really big today. Everybody who subscribed to our podcast is now not subscribed. Has been infected with the zombie virus. Yeah, they, they basically, uh, Podbean just basically wiped out all our subscribers when they monetized what? us. Yeah. Thanks, Podbean. Yeah, they put, if people who are listening on Podbean, they, they have little commercials now everybody has to refind us, so we have to advertise and have everybody re-log into uh, whatever. Well, it's a good time to move to own your RSS feed. Yes, we are going to. So and as stamp, a matter of fact, we talk about Stamp Show today I wonder and go and tell us who you is, and we'll let you know who we are. Why don't you tell them about that? I just did. Well, yeah, but tell them where to go. Oh, right. Okay. So what <laughs> we're going to do is uh, Podbean bent us over the proverbial chair. So now we're thinking of owning our own RSS feed. Yeah. We're going to publish it on Stamp Show here today. We'll put up a splash page with a uh, basic contact form where you can kind of give us your email, give us some of your information. We'll let you know when we're live. And no matter what happens in the future, you'll always be able to find us. And maybe even participate. We were talking, what, uh, interactive chat where you can kind of tell us what you want us to talk about or tell us to shut up talking about some dumb stuff. Yeah, you know, cool stuff like that. Yeah. But or when Cash says something that's incorrect, you can provide an online correction. live Cash correction. We, we can yeah. make a little button called the Cash Correct, and you just press it. <laughs> <laughs> well, right now, uh, fifty. it looks like 54% of our listeners listen to us in the car. Oh, cool. And 17%, uh, actually it's more like 24%, listen to us on the computer. And then 7% 7 7 of us listen just somewhere. somewhere. I can't figure <laughs> out where. <laughs> Listening to us from beyond <laughs> yeah. the grave. But 54% in cars. That's kind of interesting. 
That makes sense, you know. Yeah. You need something to keep you awake driving into work and talking about stamps. Nothing keeps well, you, you know, more if alert. If you're in Southern California and it takes you five hours well, to go 40 miles, no, yeah. <laughs> you know, you got to have something to keep Cash, your mind Cash, active. I drove, I drove with you to Portland from California. What did we listen to all the way there and all the way back? Podcasts only. Yep. That was terrible. I lived in Huntington <laughs> Beach. Oh, I have great podcasts. I lived in Huntington Beach and had to work in Hollywood at one of the studios at MGM. I would leave. Oh, my God. I'm not kidding. It was crazy. Sometimes, like, at 4.30 in the morning if I had to be there early. So I just changed the hours. I'm like, no, I'm starting at 10. Then I, <laughs> then I could leave, like, 8.30, get there, no problem. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, people who are out there, please try to find us and resubscribe. Uh, we basically... Or listen and don't resubscribe till the new website's up. Yeah. but Well, that's true. Uh, it will be the central hub for finding everything about Stamp Show here today. We're even probably going to have swag. Yes, but 90... Swag? Yeah. T-shirts, coffee mugs, cool stuff. Oh, like I said, I want to do the... Uh, when we hit our 200th episode, I want to do those mixtapes. And they actually look like tapes that go into a cassette player, except it's got a little USB that flips out the bottom. It nice. is so cool. And I want to sell those to uh, raise money for the podcast, get us some equipment funds. We need to fund punny shirts like I saw one for HTML, How to Meet the Ladies. Something like that, you know, HTML. So what does stamp stand for? <laughs> you know, we can make some really cool, funny, punny crap. We seem to be pun slingers. Everybody is but me, of course. Yeah. So anybody out there who knows somebody who listens to the podcast that's out there going, what happened to that podcast? It's like, we're still here. We got boned by the uh, <laughs> podcast company. <laughs> so boned. Well, you want to do a countdown? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. Did you tell her we were amusing over doing live shows? Would you ever be hip to that? I'm, yeah. <laughs> she says with great hesitation. A little trepidation, but yeah, I'm, I'm game for it. Maybe we'll start with on. user content shows where well, they su submit content to us you know what or we, uh, ideas. You know what we can do that I've seen is on Facebook. You have Facebook Live. Oh, yeah. And we can just like put somebody's, you know, put lean somebody's phone up against the wall and just turn on Facebook Live, and everybody can... I don't know how the sound would work, but uh, we yeah, can do that, that could work. like, immediately. It's like Periscope, but for our, uh, yeah. for our uh, maybe, demographics, uh, like, stethoscope, we'll make a new app, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean I have to wear pants? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun, fun, but if they all saw us, they'd be like, I'm not listening anymore. They <laughs> say voice or face or radio. Uh huh. Counter down. Five, four, three, two, one. Look at them, madam. Have you ever in your entire life seen anything so beautiful? I'm sorry, I don't know anything about stamps. Oh. This is the gentle art of philately, otherwise known as stamp collecting. Here's a pile of stamps carefully culled from swap meets and garage sales. Rufus, what are you thinking of? Oh, I was just thinking of all the years I've wasted collecting stamps. Oh, like stamp collecting. Now, that's all right. That's quite a nice hobby, that. Yes, but it's not enough. Don't you understand? I'm lonely. I'm so terribly lonely. All right, Homer. 
you beat those stamp Nazis with good old-fashioned American complaining. Oh, if it weren't for you, we'd be at the mercy of weekend philatelists. You know, why didn't you just say stamp collectors? Because I'm tired of dumbing myself down for you. From Spain and two from Japan I got a couple from Israel and Azerbaijan I got a plenty from Poland but none from Sudan Or from Fiji or Uzbekistan Stamp collecting happens when we dream together Live from the bus terminal, waiting for Greyhound Bus 12772 Columbus, Georgia This is the award-winning Stamp Show here today, episode number 184 I'm Cash Today's my birthday, so everybody has to be nice to me. <laughs> Happy birthday! This is Scott. You know, it's hard to tell if people are interested in joining my sarcastic club. Or not. This is Mark. <laughs> to this day, the guy that used to bully me in school still takes my lunch money. On the plus side, he makes great Subway sandwiches. Uh, this is Craig. Balloons are so weird. Happy birthday. Here's a plastic sack full of my breath. <laughs> Wouldn't it be rubber? Well, I'm reading rubber what sounds was dirtier. put in front of me. Oh, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> Here's a plastic tube full of my breath. <laughs> tube? That's a straw. Yeah. That's a straw. Oh, you'll, yeah. get, you'll get arrested for those. That's right. It's illegal in Santa Barbara. Yeah. A rubber phallus? Points west. What's a word for that? I don't... Yeah, you're right. That's getting... Even in Florida now, you can't use straws. Those poor old people. And rightly so. Do you know how many deaths occur every day from improper straw usage? <laughs> Nobody has done the survey, but I'm willing to bet that the number will surprise you. You know, but see, I'm kind of the Darwinist here. They deserve to die if you're dying from straw. But at the same time, uh, plastics are an issue. That's right. They literally never degrade. That molecule, they think of every plastic ever made, except for a few, still exists. I Even heard, though it breaks down to a dust, it doesn't break down completely, and there's like an island in the middle of, what, the Atlantic? I heard the, the same, right, yeah. I heard the same thing about granite and those statues they're making. They're there forever. Damn. Never take granted for granted. There's one of those plastic islands made up just of straws. This is the size of a VW bus. Yeah, they definitely uh, need to work on different tech. Something I thought it was a VW down. bug. It, there is a problem with plastic, but I don't see it going away anytime soon. I, I say chicks. we just feed it to our politicians. Yeah, but you know the the big thing, and they've done, they truly have done studies oh, on sure this. They, I've seen a documentary on yeah. Yiffy about the, that, the that pl- island. But the plastic that's going out there, yeah, virtually, uh, it's such a small amount of it is coming from Cal, uh, United States and Canada. It's, it's a they can remarkable... Track it. That makes sense. It's a remarkably small amount. The big people who have the problems are the third world countries. I, they, I got they a question. The stuff out there. Is, is there a stamp for that? Straws. Yeah, is there a stamp for that? <laughs> is there a stamp yeah. for that? You know, that, I, that we need to come up with a catchphrase. I'm, oh my God, a trash plastic stamp. That'd be awesome. Make one. Put it up on Facebook. Make a stamp out of... Captured no, no, plastic. like a picture of just the refuse, you know, the plastic trash. You know, we're getting like political here. This is not. No, that's not really political. It's more of like um, we go from strip joints to plastic islands. It is. It's intriguing, right? That to plastic. engineer Tom. Well, what I found as those little plastic toys I played with as a kid, unless they were set on fire, they still exist somewhere. That's kind of cool. <laughs> they they never a, break down. Not really. I saw a thing that uh, they degrade, but it's still there. I saw a little thing the other day that said, um, you know, oil is basically, you know, from the dinosaurs. 
Not yeah. really. It's, micro, no, it's yeah. microorganisms yeah. that were crushed. Yeah. Yeah. But I saw but, that commercial too when I was a kid, and I totally thought they were from dinosaurs. You, you take, you, but you take it out and you make a plastic out of it, and you mold it into a plastic dinosaur. So basic really hydro- when hydrocarbons. Yep. So basically, when you're playing with a plastic dinosaur, you're actually playing with a real dinosaur. Nice. Yeah. I like that. Mm. You know, there's a theory about abiotic oil too that the Earth generates oil. It's very interesting. You know what else the Earth generates? Um, Stamp shows. Stamps. (laughs) (laughs) It does in mass quantities. Oh, I threw away those one-cent stamps. I felt really bad doing it. You shouldn't. I throw stamps away all the time. (laughs) It's just like, you know, it's just... There was so many of them. It was yeah. like a couple dollars of one cent stamps. I'm like, okay. I'd say get off my podcast, but it is your birthday, so I have to be nice. <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> oh, he'll uh. edit all this out. <laughs> We're just chatting. What are you kidding? What are you kidding? Editing all this out. This is like going to be half the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> well, or that, most of it. That was Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, what's this about Oxford University? I know nothing. Oh, I was I was helping you with your pun. It's a hundred years old. You're really good at delivery. I'm even better at mailing. <laughs> Dawn. And I am your stamp mistress, Dawn. So Scott and Mark are off to Columbus, Georgia for the APS show. Yep. Bye guys. Get out of here. What does it stand for? Actually that's Columbus, Ohio. Cash doesn't know. We just like to keep him guessing. It'd be funny if he st- showed <laughs> up in Georgia. Geographically challenged. What's a APS? Better change my reservation. Uh oh. American Philatelic Society. 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 It's apps. Apps. You computer. Do so they have an app for that? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, they do. They have an app where you can log in and it'll show you where all the dealer booths are. That's so cool. Will, will there Couldn't be a you just red walk carpet? around the little room and find them? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, considering yeah, it's in the... Turn co- around, walk three feet. <laughs> considering it's in a convention center and it's probably in a bigger hall than Comic-Con was. Was it? Nice. Yeah. I doubt I that. I significantly Comic-Con doubt that. Comic-Con fills the entire uh, San Diego convention yeah, center, both floors. Yeah. And, okay, you, and you were at Comic-Con. <laughs> yes, I was with all the sexy cosplayers. Oh, why don't you give us a little update on it? What happened? It well, was some fun. of them weren't wearing, wearing very much. Yeah. No, I was at the, the Zenoscope booth talking to one of the, uh, one of the uh, marketers there. And the Zenoscope is known for incredibly hot chicks. And so they dress them up in these crazy little cosplay outfits. Like uh, They make a lot of stories based on um, uh, public domain fairy tales, like Snow White, Cinderella, things like that. But these aren't the Snow White and Cinderella's you remember. <laughs> They're almost wearing nothing. It's uh, ridiculous. A lot of the uh, guys are too uh, scared to approach them to take a picture because they're so scantily clad. I saw one girl walk around in liquid latex. That's all she had on. Li- I, it was liquid amazing. Latex. Liquid yeah, latex. So she like uh, she was dressed up. I forget what character it was. One of the games. So she dressed was blue, up as, dressed up blue as and a, yellow, dressed up as a vacuum form. She was sprayed completely naked with this liquid latex that forms under your skin and then painted with the designs and they let her in i was really impressed with that one i think she had maybe little pasties under but that's about it everything else was showing it was crazy she had a holster on i know it's just amazing that's the show man but uh other than that it's one bunch of uh uh, basically industry things i didn't even get in hall h the big hall where you see all the cool stuff like the doctor who uh, the new girl playing doctor who really excited about it actually um you had to be in line camping out like 
Wednesday to get <laughs> in, and it was on Friday. Wednesday the week before. <laughs> yeah, it was on Friday morning. So uh, I missed Hall H and all that, but uh, it was cool. I went to a few after parties because I'm in the industry and met some interesting people, and I found out about sh- shows coming out, and they wouldn't even tell me the titles because I'm like, you know, I'm going to say something. That, I'm like, no, really, I won't. And I'm like, my fourth beer, I'll tell everybody. <laughs> so they, they didn't tell me what shows are being made and all that. I was really pissed. Uh, yeah. Oh, well. And I met, a, the, I met a few directors, too. It's kind of What's neat. the basic difference between liquid latex and, say, yoga pants? One, it's neat. The liquid latex, it's like they spray it on, and then you can peel it off. It's like rubber well, on their that's, skin. That's like yoga pants. Yeah. Yoga <laughs> pants are actually sewn in, in pants, right? This stuff but you is, peel it off. This you could you could see her pores through this stuff. You know, right. was it liquid latex or was it just body paint? No, liquid latex. I talked to her. You kidding? I'm not gonna girl walking around basically naked. I'm gonna go talk to her. So I'm like, well, how'd you do this? How do I get a job doing this? <laughs> you know, is this professional sprayers? Where do I sign up? It turns out there are actually people that do that for a living. They spray girls at beaches and stuff and conventions. Go figure. Did you know that in the Pacific, there is an island of yoga pants the size of a VW bug? That's oddly, oddly Pacific. <laughs> are they made of plastic? Plastic. Did you meet anybody like famous or was it yeah. all just directors and yeah, stuff? Yeah, no, I met a few. Um, because direct, directors aren't famous. Well, no, you, they're not. You know what? People who you would say, "Oh, I met." Brad I, Pitt. I recognize that person. Yeah, yeah. Um, I met a bunch of the B actors that I recognized. A ton of them. Couldn't tell you who they were. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you had too many beers. Yeah, I did at those after parties. I just it, the beer's so good, and when it hits your lips, you know. But uh, last it was w- a fun show. Last week we spoke about beer. Oh, oh you did really? Yeah, the whole history of root beer. Oh, how neat. Yeah, used to then make it of what? Sarsaparilla carcinogens, so now they use wintergreen to make root beer. I know this. They used uh, 16 herbs, spices, and tree barks. Wasn't it sarsaparilla root? Yeah, 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 except that that's... Carcinogen now, right? They're like, that's not good for you. It's also protected. There, There are very few trees now that produce... Because of that, probably, yeah. No, because um, now I might have to do a casuist correction. But ecstasy, <laughs> ecstasy, the active ingredient comes from the sarsaparilla tree. No kidding. Yeah. And so they were chopping all the ecstasy. They're chopping down sarsaparilla trees. So now sarsaparilla trees are protected. And uh, if it's not sarsaparilla, it's one of the other ones. But it, I believe it is sarsaparilla. In L.A. County, uh, it's funny. There's a tree that was planted in the 20s or something like that. You can find it all over the place. And if you scratch it and the sap comes out, it's a hallucinogen. Oh, it's, yeah, 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 yeah. And so mm-hmm. I was going to make like a map of where all the trees were. <laughs> and I guess it's like pretty intense stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's so there's so many trees. They're so old that they just kind of left them. But there's a narcotic growing everywhere on the streets. There is a, there is a tree like that. With that the grows, red berry? Well, there's a tree like that where if the sap falls on you and hits you, yeah. it's poisonous. Oh, nice. And so, like... You Is that in L.A., too? <laughs> no, 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 no. But uh, you can always tell these trees because it's surrounded by dead dead stuff oh, all the yeah, time. Yeah. So if you see a bunch of dead things around the tree, avoid that tree. There's also one at Disneyland, a or big red fuzzy could, berry. It could just be you, your gardener didn't water the trees. Okay. Or 
we talked about jackfruit a couple episodes ago. Oh, that's the one that ferments naturally, right? Yeah, yeah. But, but a jackfruit, you know, they fall out of the tree. And all the animals get drunk? No, no, no. They weigh like... Oh, you're talking about these spiky things that kill people. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about something else. That's awesome. Yeah, no, we, we were talking about uh, houses that like... People would build a house and then a jackfruit tree would grow next to it. <laughs> Kill and, somebody. And finally, like, the jackfruit would fall through the roof. Oh, my God. Crazy. Man, I got to get back to that sarsaparilla thing. You tell me about that. Like, all those kids that shopped at the candy store in the Old West were on X. <laughs> <laughs> Why it do you think it was so popular? It explains a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it actually does. <laughs> That's great. So how? tell us about how it was set up. I mean, you went into, what, one of the sub halls, right? Oh, I'm a, so, I'm a so veteran. Stamp show organizers, pay attention. This is how you set up a show. Yeah, Comic-Con, okay, pros and cons, if you really want to know. It changes constantly there. Like this year, I had a problem with the uh, security Nazis just telling everybody to stand up. If you sit down for a wall to uh, position something, organize something you're getting, they have not done that well. There's no staging areas where you can sit down and bag and board the damn comic you just got. Nothing. Uh, it's a big old cluster mess, and they're constantly pushing people and moving people along. In the entryway, yeah, you, there's some places to sit down, but when you're in the halls or upstairs going to any of the rooms, yeah, you sit down for a minute and they're on you. It was really kind of annoying. And then entry into one area and back, even though there's completely clear, oh, no, you can't go this way. And so you just kind of just keep walking and say, yeah, whatever, because they can't touch you. But it's annoying how they, I don't know. But what they do do right is all of San Diego shuttles everybody from your, your hotels right to the door. It's wonderful. And they got the ticket or the uh, giving of badges down pretty good. Before I was a retailer, when I went as a retailer, I could go in through a separate line. It was really nice. Now I go through the, the mass line. But if you show up the right times, you get through pretty quick. They don't let retailers in early anymore, which is stupid. I can't go talk to anybody, you know, so it's not a B2B convention anymore. It's just a consumer-facing convention. But um, once you've been there like four or five times, the real fun is, in me, it's not getting the exclusives. That's like to buy and sell it on eBay the same day. What I like is getting into the halls and, and seeing all the panels. It's all about mm -hmm. panels for me. Well, see, that's what I went to. Uh... Oh, and the half-naked girls. That's always a plus. <laughs> That's what I want to get the uh, stamp shows to do is to realize that it really is sort of the social side. It's the uh, the halls. It's the meeting rooms. It's stuff like that. You don't go to Comic-Con to see the dealers. You go to Comic-Con to experience Comic-Con. Yeah, that's true. But you could say the dealers are anybody pushing swag. And that is like the principal focus of Comic-Con is to get that. In fact, it was so big this year. First time I've ever seen it. If you wanted an exclusive, some, okay, like the, uh, I, I can't say it right, the, the uh god damn uh lego movie 2 there we go lego movie 2 they have this little tiny lego figurine of the unikitty it's like apocalyptic kitty or something yes. and she's really cute well you would have to register beforehand on comic-con's website to be able to get into the lottery to get in the line at a certain time to go buy it uh but if you got one you know for like five bucks or whatever they were ten bucks they're going for almost two hundred dollars the day they were given out so they're flooded eBay with 170 180 for these stupid things. Like 16 pieces of Lego. <laughs> they're really cute. The funny thing is, six months from now, you can get those things for probably like 20 30 bucks, maybe even less. They uh, don't hold their value. They never do. So, sounds like some Disney pins. Yeah, there you the go. The movie comes out. It gets really popular, and everybody overpays for everything, and then it falls out of it, favor. It's and a, <laughs> it's it goes a collector's away. hype, yeah. Uh, but it, it's... 
the show changes every year. It's really fun. Hopefully, I can get you guys all in next year. If I have the exhibitor booth, then um, I think I get 12 passes, and I should be able to get you all in. It's cool. A, it's a zoo. Oh, this, even the signatures you had to sign up prehand to tr- try to get the signatures before it was just go talk to the artists. And yeah. It's, so it's changed. It's got – it's very corporate, very, very Hollywood. So, and for Cash's corrections, it's the Mra-proof nom trees in Cambodia. Is that where sarsaparilla comes from, or where it comes from? Sassafras oil. Sassafras. It's made. They they call it sassafras oil. It's made by boiling the roots of the trees. Yeah, yeah, from the roots. And they've made they made it illegal back in two thousand four, but they say it's worth like millions of dollars because it is used in making ecstasy, but it's not the active ingredient. Yeah. The active ingredient is MDMA, which is chemical. So with the Comic Con panels, um right off of the convention floor or you had to travel no uh it's within the convention all, most of the panels either upstairs or downstairs uh, hall h being the most famous the, uh, i think one of the largest um then there's like 21 22 upstairs well the nice thing is they have the show encompasses more than one hall it's not like separate meeting rooms and things like <laughs> that that are away from the main halls well that yes and no so the the principal convention is the downstairs and the upstairs upstairs being all the halls downstairs they have some of the bigger halls uh two or three and this is the interesting part so they've outgrown that convention for many years now so outside the convention in the little downtown area there's stuff going on like crazy uh there's they rent out buildings set up um tents there's a whole area where they have all these exhibits, and it's free to walk in even if you're not a Comic-Con person. So if you were in San Diego and didn't even have a ticket, you could still go and experience quite a bit of Comic-Con, not even going into the show. So, yeah, yeah it's outgrown San Diego. I would so love to time. see stamp shows take on more of, like, what Comic-Con does. Yeah. Well, another thing is they advertise everywhere, and people know about it. And with most stamp shows... It's like, where's the advertising? How do, how does somebody who doesn't know about stamps get interested because they saw an ad? It's very difficult to do. It's, of course, advertising can be expensive, but they really need to look at advertising the show. What the show you're going to, the APS show? Uh, how, how many people attend? I would say if they get a couple thousand unique visitors through the door, that'll be normal. Is that one of the bigger shows? This is the biggest show of the year. It's four day. It's the only four-day show. And that's a couple thousand people a day? No, that's total. Total. So is that just the market, or do you think it is the marketing? I think it's the marketing. Oh, I don't. I think that I think it's... And, it, and I've yelled and screamed this forever, and you'll have to all listen to it again. Well, a lot of people don't make, travel to shows either. But they would. I mean, take Comic-Con. Well, Comic-Con encompasses not just comic books. Think of that as... The origins, it's now movies, TV, video games. Uh, it expands across multiple genres. It, it's In fact, it's kind of more of a nerd culture than it is. You mean like stamps? Well, but stamps, you're still collecting one product, you know, one no, item. You, you it's not like you're collecting coins at this collect this show. You know, you're not doing something outside of the stamp room. So comic books, you wouldn't think there's a TV show that has nothing to do with comic. I was in on the I, Blue I, Book panel. I it was really cool. T- I'm going to disagree because really what Comic-Con does is superheroes. Right now, that's really what it is, superheroes. Have you ever been to Comic-Con? Yeah. Superheroes are probably what you're looking at in media, uh, especially movies. But uh, 
a lot of the comics I like have no superheroes in them. And a lot of TV shows coming out. Very. There's well, they a, have quite like, a few superheroes. They do, but not they all. do things like Game of Thrones panels. Mm. I mean, there's no superheroes there. Yeah, video games. Uh, it's well, huge. Doctor Who. Do, well, it, it is. Think of it as uh, geek nerd culture. Right. Yeah. It's superheroes is actually just a, a small fraction of what that is. But when I. But it is a, a nice thing to look. It's a nice thing to put on a billboard. Right. You get that's Superman. Right. Right. That's Batman. That's sort of what. But I'm Batman. Exactly the <laughs> same way you're doing. First try. <laughs> Martha. <laughs> <laughs> exactly the same way that they do superheroes. Stamp collecting could easily do some aspect of history that they can keep. Hell, they could do superheroes. They oh. could just do comic book stamps. Oh, get, don't get me wrong. I want to make that video with you where you take a stamp, uh, how they do the exhibitions you were telling me yep. about, how you could make that in a small pseudo documentaries. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, stamps could be really relevant, but there's no ancillary type things like a nerd culture you do have a stamp culture right and it, well, it, but there it are, encompasses very few things there are people who collect postcards okay and, that's interesting things like that but uh some and some stamp shows do encourage you know that kind of dealer to come they but, should i think but uh the big national shows you never see a postcard dealer you'll see there'll be postal history or cover dealers and they'll sell cheap material, but it's yeah. You know, and you can find picture postcards mixed in, but not actual postcard dealers. And postcard collecting is actually its own hobby. It's called deltiology. See, okay, that's what I'm going for. That's what I was trying to. Um, maybe Comic Con, take out the comic name. It's a convention of nerd culture. Can you have a connect a convention of the stamp collecting philatelic culture that encompasses other s cultures that are on the periphery that well, are think, similar, think like this one her. you just mentioned. How many more are like that? Well, hold on. Just have a mega convention of all of that and make it this, yeah. this think, think culture about, convention. Think about History Channel. I love the freaking History Channel. It's The stamp show is the History Channel. All we have to do is say, if you're watching History Channel, come to the stamp show. You can actually touch this stuff. Well, what about uh, postcards? What else is there? Ephemera, any kind of oh, ephemera. Oh, yeah, right. We talked about that though one time. So why, why isn't this at the PS or APS show? Uh, because it is at the APS show. The hitch is that they do not promote it the way that Comic Con <laughs> promotes, and it's not that it's expensive, because fifty percent of your it, it, this is like industry wide stuff. Fifty percent of your people come from word of mouth. Only 10 to 15% of your people come from advertising. How many uh, publications you got in your industry? How many magazines? Quite a good four or five that are That's big. That's pretty good, actually, yeah. for an industry. Yeah, oh, yeah. A, a hundred That's years well ago, there were 40, 50? Yeah. Still, four or five for a niche industry is, is wonderful. Well, but it's more than that because, you know, you have four or five that are published. If you can't, like, online stuff. Yeah, you can't really count them unless you get their numbers, right? Uh, something yeah. that's actually published, you know the numbers, and yeah. you can see how many people actually read it. But if you if, if Lynn's Amos Publications, if Lynn's stood up and said, hey, we are going to discuss, you know, what's cool about collecting stamps. We're going to be like the History Channel. We're going to talk about stuff. And then I, I like referring to it as relics. You're getting relics of history. You know, you're getting a stamp that was used during the Civil War. You're holding in your hand a piece of Civil War history. That's how you market intelligently. 
you could have an entire history show yeah. based on a stamp a week. Here's, here's the stamp, and here's everything around it. Created it, why yep. it was created, the history behind it, how it sold. So much cool information. Yeah. Yep. Here, Civil War stamps, they're probably great stories behind oh, them. Oh, yeah. Like crazy stories. It, Weren't they like trading or moving them across lines, like people delivering were getting shot at? Yep. Oh, so it's awesome. one of the reasons I like them so much. Yeah, jeez. I love the CSA stuff. As opposed to... Look at this stamp. This stamp has perf 12 instead of perf 11. Well, you could argue the same thing happened in the comic world, right? There's uh, reader copies that you buy to read, and there's copies you don't touch without gloved hands, bag and board, and get it graded. Well, again, you get into the collector aspect of it. There's pros and cons to both, right? Yeah, there's pros and cons. Keeps the industry alive by flooding money into it. But can hurt some creative aspects. There's a lot of things that can be show bad, bad show thing. up for the history, then determine what you want to collect and collect the heck out of it. Take a piece of history home with you. And if they advertised it that way, you would have more stamp collectors. That's what they do with coin collecting. I mean, if you look at the at the last Lobeck show and Don, you were there with me. They had three major exhibits. One of them was the uh, gold that they discovered from the sunken ship from the Civil War. Nice. Mm-hmm. The other one was the uh, Tyrants of the Thames. And they had coins from the rulers of Britain from the Viking times all the way up to Queen Elizabeth II. And that was cool. Oh, it, it was fantastic. And that the thir- was a neat exhibit. Oh, it, it, uh, Oh, yeah. And by the way, they don't have exhibits in coin collecting at these shows. These are exhibits that like people, they invited the people to come in. These are like court of honor exhibits, not competitive exhibits. Correct. Court of honor? Yeah. Invited. Things that are invited that are going to interest people and draw them in. And Rad, then kind of rather, a hey, you're cool. Uh, Bring your stuff. Rather, than hey, look, rather like, than hey, look, I have a lot of money. Here's what I got. And then the third one was uh, pirate uh, treasure. They reco- they showed what uh, pirate booty looked like. Nice. I would think of the Court of Honor almost like, you know, hey, the National History Museum in Las Vegas is getting a traveling, you know, Egyptian thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's a temporary oh, exhibit. For Sescal, what I want to do for Sescal is... Sescal. Sescal is a uh, stamp show coming up in Riverside that both me and Don are involved with. Okay. Ontario. I'm sorry, Ontario. Geographically challenged. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have to be nice. It's his birthday. Yeah, be that nice was to being me. nice. <laughs> I'll, make, I'll make him a shirt with a little map marker and a little sad face in the middle of it. <laughs> get, get one of those Google Maps. Yeah, that's a map marker, right? A little sad face. Anyway, uh, it's World War One. It's the beginning of airmail service. And we're going to get the C3A, one of the inverted Jennies. Oh, actually have one of those. Aren't they quite famous? Yeah, very. There's only 100 of them. 96 or 97 of them are known. Three of them are lost somewhere. What are they worth? Uh, Anywhere from about 500,000 down all the way to about 175. Nope. They went down. The two just sold in the Seagull auction and didn't break 250. Oh, really? Do they grade them? Do they slab these suckers? Yes. Yeah, 170, 175 to 200,000, all the way up to over a million. Oh, did you guys grade one of them? We've, We've graded, graded quite a, a few of them. of them. Oh, how fun. So you're, you're sitting there fiddling with a $500,000 stamp? I, oh, yeah. Don't buy I, me over. I spill sodas I, all the time. I think personally <laughs> I've handled uh, in the neighborhood of 18 or 19 different 
inverted jennies. Yeah. God, the most expensive comic I think that I actually touched was like thirty grand. Yeah. Yeah. Which they, let me let me get into something that totally, unslabbed, of course, yeah. slabbed me, up tough like they're like a million dollars. It's oh, ridiculous. Yeah. Let me get into something that's just off the topic, and it's because I was looking at an order today. Check from it. Okay, wait. People. What is the topic? <laughs> yeah, do we? Are, uh, is our topic? Uh, we were just talking about stamps, shows, and Comic stamp. Con or something. Yeah, stamps in general <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the culture. Okay, so then I'm I'm taking this off. Um, a person submitted. Yeah, outline the show, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> Give us an outline. Yeah. <laughs> They submitted 20 stamps, and I, was, I, I do the proofing on everything, and I was looking at these 20 stamps, and the 20 stamps are all great looking. Mm-hmm. But only about four of them got grades, because while they're great looking, the person didn't check for faults. So you don't grade them if there's faults? Well, that's a service you provide? Generally well, speaking, if, if it has a fault, you know, if it falls... It lowers the grade, and if they requested a minimum... Yeah, okay. Then, CGC has the same thing. Then yeah. I would not get a grade. Yeah. Yeah. I pay for that, though, unfortunately. They charge me for Oh, that. Yeah, yeah. I felt sorry for the guy, yeah. Because uh, if it goes below a grade of 50, you have to say, yes, go ahead and give me that crappy-ass grade. Do you have a grading guide on your site where they can you know, yes. make sure they're submitting things in a <clears throat> yep. reasonable manner? Okay. Yeah. But the, the, this one was where the person had really fantastic-looking stamps from uh, the front. From the front, yeah. And as soon as you were checked they them, or something, or no, they were like creases. They oh. had like creases and stuff like that. You can only see it under that ultraviolet light or whatever it is. Well, no, no you just yeah. flip the stamp over and you can see oh, them. Brutal. Yeah, but there, yeah. there's lots of things that sometimes you can only see from the back that First you time. can't see because of the design or whatever on the front. But you know, it's it's true when you're submitting a stamp for uh, grading that uh, it may look great from the front, and that's. That's well and good if you want that stamp in your collection. But as far as quality and grading, it's the whole stamp. You have to flip it over. You have to dip it in yeah. and make sure that the you know the paper's not thinned or creased or torn. Same thing with comics, yep. honestly. It's exactly the same. I, uh, I use a weight, a really precise scale to weigh the comics to know if all the pages are intact. Mm-hmm. I have a pretty good database on like 400,000 of them. And also trimming to make sure that regular. Nobody seems to do that. Oh, really? No, but well, that's a big thing in people uh, sports. That's a big thing in sports cards. Oh yeah, they'll yeah. do it with old old comics, but uh, nothing modern. Well, in sports cards, uh, having fuzzy corners is a real, real big minus. Oh yeah. So, so what they they'll do is they'll trim it so that now there's new cardboard there. Bro, there's nice curious. sharp corners. Yeah. I, I heard the card industry is pretty much dead. Is that true? No, not even close. It took a dive in the mid '90s. Well, yeah, I mean, there's no shops left in town, not a single one. That's the ungraded stuff. No, no, no. What basically happened with the sports card industry is they overproduced. Well, that that's that almost killed that almost killed comics in the uh, '80s. Yeah, Marvel almost went under. Yeah, they uh, the a lot of the baseball card companies almost went under because they saturated the market so much. But what other than that? Because people just said, uh, "I'm not. I'm stopping collecting." One of the big things that the card companies sell are year sets for people who play their own teams. You know, make up their own fantasy leagues. Yeah, like fantasy. Yeah. Huge, huge, huge business for that. D and D for sportos. D and D for sportos. That has sort of dropped off. The second thing that has happened is that autographs have really imploded. Really? Yeah, because getting fake autographs... Well, there was a uh, story where a a famous... I'm not going to mention any names. A famous company 
that is on TV, a sports channel on TV. Oh, I was going to say Stanley Collectibles. No, booked a convention facility to have this big auction and everything. Okay. It turned out that 75% of the stuff they were going to auction off was fake. Yeah, that hurts an industry for sure. And this was one of the big, huge uh, sports channels. And all of a sudden, they just had to walk away totally from their convention. They they lost fifty thousand dollar deposit. They just said, "Hey, uh, sorry, we 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 don't have anything to sell. It's fake." You want to hear a fun sidebar about cards? Sure. So uh, collecting cards, right? Uh, it's not really a thing you do anymore, but there there are some like uh, magic cards, things like that. Pokemon it, things are collected. Raw magic. But I came uh, I came across the Rick and Morty season one cards, and I ordered three cases. So that's a lot of cards, right? I ordered three cases. Um, each case had 12 boxes. Each box had 12, whatever, ton of crap. I'm like, oh, I'm so excited because one in 400 has signature from the thing. And all. I was going to open every one and sell them Ooh, all individually. You got right? Morty's signature? <laughs> no. But what is it? So anyway, um, the box arrives. It's a gigantic box. I open it up. And I, they only sent me three of the binders. Just three of the binders. And I'm like, oh, where are my boxes? I call them, oh, you've been allocated. You didn't get any. Oh, I'm so pissed. So pissed. Some of those cards were going like $400 a card. Yep. I was like, oh, well, that's, I guess there's always season two. Mm. I've already pre-ordered those. They're coming out in September. Oh, I, I order them in September. They come out in October or November. I bet you I'll be, I'll order six cases this time and they might, you know, be nice and send me one. Can you believe that? Did well, he send me a single pack? Anyway, well, Scott, heard you, about that. Used to, you used to bust uh, magic boxes. Oh, the, yeah. some of those old cards are good value now. I, I still have some. Yeah, actually, I, it, there was uh, there was one set that thousands bought, of dollars a card. I, I've heard. I bought a case had ten boxes and I still had four boxes unopened. And uh, I mean, there's there's cards in there now that are, I mean, you can open a box and get six or eight cards and they're over you know one hundred fifty two hundred dollars a piece. Why aren't you doing it? That's so fun. They're sitting in my garage. I I I didn't open up any, but of the stuff that I opened up. I sold off a bunch of duplicates. Yeah, you definitely want to open your cards. Uh, wear gloves, goddammit. Um, <laughs> you definitely want to open them. Don't sell the un, the you know the unopened thing because you don't know what's in there. It's so fun. God, if you ever want me over for a weekend, I'll just be stupid with we'll that. We'll love that. so fun. <laughs> I, I think let's I have it, a whole bring stack here. of little card uh, holders. Oh, too. There, there you go. You yeah. need to bring them here. And the we'll top have, loaders? We'll, we'll, have a, we'll have an unboxing podcast. <laughs> you have to be really careful. You have to know <laughs> what you're doing. You, where everyone you have can to geek out over the cards properly. we're opening. You have to rip them open properly so you don't damage the edges. Well, that, could be that. Part, that could be part of the podcast. Greg could train how to <laughs> properly open card packs. Yeah, we'll have to do a YouTube video. <laughs> like there isn't one out there. Oh, uh, there's probably twenty, and they're all like little kids talking perfectly about it. So cool. I didn't know. It's so fun. You have the weirdest, cool collections. Like all those comics you have sitting around. Does any of the stamp guys know how many col- uh, comics this guy has? Well, that, that's twenty three hundred, twenty four hundred, something like that. <laughs> so cool. People who collect stamps collect other things too. And that's why, you know, if you had stamps and ephemera, which, I mean, ephemera Teach is Teach me again, anything. ephemera is anything that's anything, related to something? Yeah, it's, it's just uh, paper. An old Pepsi can can be pa- ephemera. It's generally yeah. paper collectibles that oh, are not, not meant to be saved. Well, old that's newspapers. That's gen- in general. Valentines. Yeah. yeah okay, val- okay. Calendars. Yeah, and the, and yeah. then you have the... Like post- Old Sports Illustrated, uh, yeah. you know, like the old ones, Marilyn Monroe was on one well, of those. Yeah, old exactly. Super Bowl programs. Yeah, okay. So if you had a... Uh, here's a perfect one is the Life magazines that had Life, the... Uh, that's it. Yeah. Stories on the... There's one of them that had uh, a story about stamp collecting and had stamps all over the cover. Oh, cool. 
every all the stamp collectors went that one yeah, sort of from yeah. a ephemera standpoint. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, for me, I have tons of ephemera inside of my uh, exhibit. I just you know if it re, if it deals with the story, then I put it in there. I swear you thought you were gonna. I swear I thought you were gonna say I have a ton of ephemera inside my head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be cash. Yes. <laughs> You're supposed to be nice to me today. That would explain why he's directionally challenged. Yeah. <laughs> Can I bring live poultry to my poultry stamp exhibit? Oh well, that's you know my chicken exhibit. I'll bet you like half of it is stamps and half of it is everything else. I heard something strange about live poultry. It's uh, one of the few things you're allowed to throw from your car and you can't be pulled over from it. Water and feathers <laughs> from a live bird. Uh, okay. And what if the bird's uh, dead? Nope, nope, that's illegal. <laughs> that's illegal. That's littering. But if you have a chicken sitting in the car with you, throw a couple of feathers at it as a cop drives by, just like hit his windshield, and pulls you over. It's like, it's my chicken. <laughs> On your way, sir. <laughs> the chicken did it. <laughs> He's molting. But I always liked it because it's water water, and life, or feathers from a live bird. So you just douse the cop's light, uh, windshield with water and then throw a bunch of feathers on it. <laughs> yeah. And then, this is my chicken. So instead of tire and feathering, you're water and feathering. Yep, water and feathering. And you can't do anything about Not it. Not a damn thing. <laughs> well, Greg, in closing, can you give the website or everything again? Because we really do want everybody. Like I said, we took this huge, big, giant hit mm. because of the RSS feed. Can we please get people to go to where and – there's a questionnaire there. If you don't want to fill out the questionnaire, don't. If you don't know, put it – Actually, no, we kind of want to. See, oh, so it's going to be the namesake of the podcast, Stamp Show, here today. Right now there's a, an old website that was created years before. Yeah, many and years. And I don't think it's even been updated. Uh, but later tonight or whenever you put this podcast up, it will be already there. We'll put up a splash page coming soon. Uh, it will have a form on there where you can – Give us some of your contact information if you want to. Uh, maybe fill out some demographic information if you don't want to do that. Just something so we know our audience. The problem being, podcasts really screwed us, and well, at least we in, don't include, know who our subscribers were. We can't find them. At least include an email so that we can let you know when we move our well, podcast hosting to. They don't, our, that, that they don't have to if they don't want yeah, to. Right? A lot of people hate emails. Yeah. If you do give us an email, we'll use it once and only just for the initial contact, and then you'll have the ability to go in and. Um, create an account if you want to. Uh, if you don't do that, at least give us some information, like maybe what part of the country you're in. We'll, we'll have a little form. Or what part of or, the, or or part what of the world. What part of the world. What, yeah. what country uh, you're in. Because we need to build that demographics and figure out who our audience is again, because Podbean just lost it all for us. Yeah. And now the RSS feed is going to be owned by us on Stamp Show here today, and we're going to syndicate it with all the major companies. But if you ever need to find out something with us, it'll be Stamp Show here today. Also, we'll put up that uh, chat. We're, we were talking about it today over lunch, where I ate a wonderful double cheeseburger with too much bacon. We'll, There's we'll no have, such thing as too much bacon. <laughs> we'll have, nope. How dare you? <laughs> we'll have a chat mechanism on there where you. Uh, we're not going to have live shows. We we toyed with the idea, but there's too much editing involved. Uh, that maybe people can submit questions uh, via that website mm -hmm. for the upcoming show, or not just questions or suggestions, whatever, and then maybe even um, rail against us from the previous shows, and we'll read those in the upcoming shows of how much we disappointed you. So, yeah, it should be a fun site. Or how many facts we got wrong. <laughs> yeah, oh, God. Like, how many cash No, it should be right. more like how many were right. You know, the wrong <laughs> is just so big. That, uh, I think it could be a, a neat engagement, and hopefully um, people will like that. Uh, and we'll, we'll improve all the social media as well. So, everybody, please, please, please help us out with this. Uh, yeah, you have no idea how big the boning was from uh, the 
podcast company. Can't walk for a week. And <laughs> and on another note, Mark and I will see all of you at the Columbus APS show next week. Ohio, not Georgia. Ohio, not Georgia. <laughs> will, you be, be Georgia. will you be wearing a uh, a uh, white rose in your lapel so they can easily identify you? Uh, come by the PSC booth and uh, oh yeah, we take, have a take, booth. Take, take a shot at seeing either Mark or myself. Uh, say hello to my lovely wife, and uh, she'll point you in my direction if I'm not there. Would we look at stamps if somebody brought a stamp? Of course. You take submissions? I take submissions. I give advice. Advice is free. Do you have shirts? I don't have shirts yet. But, <laughs> I was, uh, was going to get something you didn't have. I, I was just going to keep I, asking. <laughs> I, will have sh- I will have some swag at the next show, though. <laughs> Actually, sure. we didn't file for the uh, sales tax form. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, those conventions are always jerk. California, they're like crazy. Oh, yeah, it. California's crazy. Holy cow. As a matter of fact, uh, Lobax is a, used to be a four-day show, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Uh, California passed a law that said... Oh, you can give stuff away. No problem. Yeah. California passed a law that said if you are operating four conti- contiguous days in the state of California, you have to file tax returns. So oh, now, those pricks. So now everybody who goes to Lobax. Any convention, basically. Yeah. So anybody who goes now stays for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Up. They're yep. out of here because yep. they don't want to do with the paperwork. Yeah. That's funny. Congratulations. Way to hurt an industry. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Way to go, you bureaucrats. Yeah, luckily they're handling straws correctly. <laughs> <laughs> they, they are, just like every plastic. Really nasty. Yeah. But straws particularly. On that note. See you in Ohio. Suck it up and say goodbye. (laughs) Ding, pressure done. (laughs) Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from Mount Landing, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. But now the time has come to go. If this silkom was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> it's hard to send up. It's hard to send up. Thank you for joining us. This has been Cash, Scott, Tom, and I'm your host, Dawn. Continue the conversation at Stamp Show Here Today on Facebook. You can ask us questions, see pictures of the stamps, make comments, and add to the conversation on Facebook. You can also ask the experts your stamp questions at bluepaper at gradingmatters.com. You can listen to all of our past podcasts at stampshowheretoday.com podbean.com, iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast listening platform. And as always, keep collecting. This episode of Stamp Show Here Today is brought to you by the Philatelic Book of Secrets, the book that teaches you about repurse, regums, color varieties, and much more. Get yours for $10 at www.philatelicsecrets.com today. Worst episode ever. Oh, not even close.